This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all expenses paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current front runner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you could watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me. My upstairs neighbors hate me because they are too WFH. Uh, I can hear them on an office conference call as I'm screaming. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty Studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris, who is a dog, not a dad or a brother. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios for the first time from the Bigfoot Collectors Podcast, we got Michael McMillan, Bryce. Johnson and Riley Bray. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. What's up? And I need my inhaler and a nap. Suck on that, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. That's, uh, that takes some diaphragm control, Gabers. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a holdover from my old professional wrestling days. Man, I'm pumped up, though. That shit worked. I'm ready. I found like a like a stupid theater exercise. Me doing that intro lets my guests know. Well, I'll never look dumb on this episode. Like, I, like I've just set how I've just set the bottom of the episode. And you guys are like, oh, all right. Well, now I'm ready to fucking show my ass on this thing. That's how we should start doing opening Bigfoot Collectors Club. Is just be like, what's up, you UFO fuck twats? Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, we're just insulting our audience immediately. Oh, my audience is like shame pigs. They need that insulting just to <laughs> just to get hard uh, or wet. Just kidding. Barely any female listeners. Um, like, baby, I gotta go listen to high. Just give me. I gotta listen to the first ten seconds of High and Mighty. I'll be right back. Ah, uh, yeah, and I, I should join Cameo and do that to like light up uh, relationships. I can come into your like on Cameo and scream the intro. I- Honestly, dude, I literally like 20 minutes ago getting in from walking the dog and just thinking about the state of things right now. I'm like, should I start an OnlyFans? Could I just <laughs> jerk it and make money? Like, I, I'm, I'm like, li- I literally, like, I had like, yeah. I had like at least 30 seconds of that thought before I had to stop myself and be like, are you, are you serious? Are we serious about I, this? Let me tell you what, I pulled in at least 250 bucks in the last year on those cameo dollars, and it all goes to charity. Hell rolling yeah. in slow, but rolling in hard. <laughs> uh, 
Michael, I'd say uh, I'd I will never join your Patreon, but I'll be first on the OnlyFans. So let me <laughs> let me know let me know how I can support. <laughs> great, great. Patreon great. is Patreon is just one step above OnlyFans. We are like, not, and I don't have any no shade towards OnlyFans. I just mean like if anyone's like, I would never do OnlyFans, but please pay yeah. six dollars for me to say happy birthday to your niece on a camera. It's like we're all what are we all doing here? We're yeah. all doing this. You want me Shameless. to hear me extended content about action movies? Fine, whatever yeah. you need. <laughs> we really are just like going full circle back to singing for our supper now. That's like literally like all of all of entertainment, and here we are just back to be like, I'll tap for you. I'm gonna tap yeah. dance and yeah. grabbing any audience you can. Just be like, watch me make an idiot out of myself, please. I got eat. It's been a three year process, but in the last six months has really solidified me leveling out what I see for myself in the future. Like I, I was aiming very high for a long time of like what I what my Hollywood life was going to be. And now I'm coming around to way more. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be this is going to be way easier to fulfill is what I'm aiming for. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it turns out I didn't become the next Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah. So I have okay, a so big they have, they have, have a, a Seth Rogen. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> do they have a Bigfoot podcast? Oh, they do. They do. Oh, OK. They do, Can I still make one with my friends? Oh. All sure. right, sure. Fine. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to end up being like working at like a factory pressing Apple watches or something, but be like, but my Patreon is getting a few extra listeners this month, and I'm finally happy. Five Meanwhile, more years today. Years before, I'm like, I want to be on Superstore forever. You know, some whatever. I find for myself, it really is hard to like sort of like reinvigorate and like and, and like reset those goals, especially during this pandemic. I'm just now I'm just kind of like, oh, fuck it, you know, like I'll just lower my expectations. Expectations. I've got my expectations down to reading books. I'm like, just read. Just <laughs> right. open a book. You have so much fucking time. <laughs> open a book. You talk about how you haven't read since you moved from New York City. And I st- like, oh, I got books. I'm like, I'm buying books. They're just stacking up. You can see them in the background here. Three yeah. Body Problem, David Chang memoir. Oh, just I got, that's stack- on my list. <laughs> that's hey, on the there, list. There's my list. I'm <laughs> <laughs> buying from indie bookstores and not reading. I'm doing my part as a lazy liberal. <laughs> Uh, you guys host the bigfoot collectors podcast which is a podcast about where you bring guests on and talk paranormal and cryptozoology and all that uh ufos and all that exciting stuff wait maybe not even paranormal as much as the other stuff or do you guys go paranormal we hit it all yeah well we we put anything uh, in the realm of uh, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, Loch Ness, cryptids, uh, mystical the experiences. We'll get into. Yeah, it yes. all goes under the umbrella of the paranormal. Yeah, uh, and uh, I, we don't I we don't do that. too much true crime. You know, that's kind of we're, we're sort of like everything but true crime. Occasionally, it'll cross yeah. over. We've dabbled in there because there is a little crossover stuff, especially with some of the the missing persons cases where people are alluding to the fact that evil Bigfoot might be taking uh, children and, and hikers out of yeah, the Bryce national parks. Yeah, Bryce has been on a real run lately. Like I can always tell when like Bryce is kind of not in the mood to research a new topic because he'll go back to this four one one missing four one one book. <laughs> It's or juicy, series that he's man. really into. I mean, yeah, it's yes, David Polites, the missing 411 stuff. If you're not familiar, it's a it's an old detective who started uh, after he left law enforcement, he started writing Bigfoot books, and then he stopped writing that because a, a couple of park attendants came to his door one time and were like, "Hey, you should really look into all these missing people that go uh missing in our national parks. There's, you know, there's a lot of them and and there's a lot of strange elements survive, uh, around them." 
And so he started his Missing 411 series, and it is creepy. I mean, once you start to delve into some of these cases, you realize fast that uh, something strange is taking place and, and taking people. Oh, that sounds fucking creepy as fuck. It right is creepy. Life. But I'm glad you guys don't dabble in the true crime. So the listeners of this podcast, if you were to launch a podcast, might I recommend true crime? Seems yeah, to be a big hole for it right now. <laughs> aren't enough of those. <laughs> yeah. like, if, the B, if the BFC guys are not getting involved, then you're going to be I like, then, then, who will? <laughs> I know. I know. Women are absolutely obsessed with the uh, with the genre, and, I, and yeah. some men too. But it's, it's I find it fascinating. Yeah. Um, I enjoy yeah. a good true co- crime documentary too. But uh, hell man, yeah. I'll be gone in the dark. I think was uh, kind of reinvented the wheel too, where I cared about way more stuff than just the case too. Yeah, which kind of totally. Like having uh, Michelle as the sort of like protagonist or your uh, entry in, I thought was such a cool way to make me care about like sort of the human element of the true yep. crime, where I, which I never do, and like that's why the true crime podcasts get to me after a while. Is like my wife loves them, uh, uh, like most white 38 year old man my wife loves a true crime podcast we live in los angeles uh yeah we recycle like all the same bullshit but she uh i'll go into the kitchen when she's listening it's like and that's when they began cutting her genitals off or whatever and i'm like uh, you're just this is what you listen to during like this feel i i can't even keep i can't watch like three episodes of raised by wolves back to back without it getting is, fucking think, freaked out i think it was just because there's such a i think look this is four dudes talking about <laughs> women's feelings right now but like we got this we I got love this tr- i can i think this is i can what ma- people come to high and mighty for <laughs> i feel like i feel like i'm in that scene in temple of doom where i gotta land the plane real fast <laughs> like jump out in the raft because here we go i'm about to crash this plane but but i do feel like the thing that because i love true crime too i've listened to my favorite murder you know my, my favorite murder was actually like an inspiration for bigfoot collectors club um and and because it's just like two people, two friends sitting down talking about the stuff that they like. I guess that's all podcast. But but the uh, I think there's just like but really not, exciting. Not normally a topic associated with like humor and enjoyment, like right, you guys right, as right, well. Right. Yeah, because yeah, that was the other thing is like so many uh, paranormal podcasts out there very serious or you know get really into the realm of conspiracy theory, yep. which we also try to avoid because conspiracy theories now are are not fun anymore. <laughs> no, um, they, but they used to be kind of cool to like yeah. talk about. Now everyone you talk about is like. Oh, and at the center of this is a, a, a political leader, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, right. you totally. gotta be kidding me. <laughs> but uh, but I think I think with the true crime, it's there's definitely that element of like role play or just like uh, projection with women where they're like, this could fucking happen to any one of us. Yeah. And so are these stories of it's sort of like scary stories that often and sometimes often have like survival, you know, happy endings with yeah. survival and stuff like that. I mean, none of it's happy. But uh, I think that's really appealing. Whereas, like with us, it's like, do you really have? Do you really want to fantasize about being abducted by aliens or, or getting your like arms ripped off by Bigfoot? I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, and I think know, some of it's taking the power back too. I feel like the more that they know about these gory details, the less likely it is to happen to them. It's sort of like a psychology thing that, like, of lightning striking twice. Like, well, if I if I know about all these case details, something like that could never happen to me. I mean, the odds are incalculable. It, it prepares the mind for like for for that encounter, you know. Like that's I think a lot of the reason people like horror movies too, because it's like you, you think about like what would I do in that scenario, you know? And it, it it you do take the power back in the way because you're kind of then ready for it. Like you're ready for that intruder. You're like ready to fight or whatever, or fight or flight, I guess. But yeah. the, 
the way I'll hear my wife talk to her friends, and uh, again, we'll stop speaking for the women in our <laughs> lives and the, and I, and women as an entire uh, <laughs> a subsect of uh, population. But uh, I uh, I heard a, uh, I think it was Jen Curran. I heard her on a podcast one time referring to uh, true crime being a safe space for women to talk about what they're afraid of, right? Oh. Without yeah, being like, perfect. I'm worried someone's going to be waiting in my house to kill me when I get home. I think a lot of guys would say like that's nothing. Don't worry about something like that. Right. And then like I think women would be like, well, yeah, you heard about the thing that happened here, and that lady didn't leave the shower curtain open. That woman didn't look under her car as she approached it at night. Like the shit my wife knows, she sounds like a, a fucking like tactical Navy SEAL. Like when she talks about, it, she's like, oh, I would never park in that parking spot. Are you yes, kidding? You got to park right. two spots away from there because if you're there, someone could be. She she had to like called up the company that made her car i'll just leave them out of this so it's not trouble like she's like i do not like that the door unlock button unlocks all the doors on my car yeah. i need a button that unlocks <laughs> yeah, only the totally. driver's side door and this is something that a this is male privilege speaking here a six foot two 300 pound man has never thought about yeah we're just life. we're driving in from taco bell being like keeping the door unlocked yeah exactly and it was just extreme male privilege in that moment and i was like Oh my god! And then hearing my wife talk to her friends, they're all like, "Oh, you have your keys between your knuckles at this point." And like this, and like they all have these stat. And I'm like, "Hold!" Yep. And but then, and not to, I'm gonna fucking downshift. You hear the gears crank and <laughs> hear the tranny drop when I say this. But uh, I, I think aliens and these things are the same thing. Where it's like one person is like, "Bro, I saw this," and then all of a sudden everyone piles in of like, "Oh, like." And I think podcasts and these alien docs and even the ones that are sort of out there that people kind of lambast in a way, you, I think we all use them, the people who, whatever, you know, uh, spooky heads, paranormal heads, whatever we want to call ourselves, we all use them to go like, that's batshit crazy. But did you actually hear about the thing that's like slightly yeah. less crazy and I think might be real? And I feel like all of that is sort of like... We all just need that cover of like, so can we talk about aliens now? Because we totally. threw out this. Like, well, yeah. that's th that's the other thing that, uh, about the true crime stuff that I think is happening right now that's really important is it's putting the focus on the victims and the survivors over the serial killers themselves, which I think is really good. It's sort of that's another way it's taking back the power, and I think that's really really important. So you're thinking more about what ha the people that this happened to instead of like, oh, that guy was just like a real wild nut yep. job, you know? Because there's, I think we spend a lot of time. I think dudes, especially who are into true crime, spend so much time like glorifying some of these like serial killers like they're Jason or Freddy from from the movies so I like that like, these podcasts are kind of like taking sports it stats yeah, well, yeah like this dude 29 dead dude and you're well, like and you know, well that's not cool <laughs> the same works for I think uh, you know the UFO and alien enigma too because so many researchers are just obsessed with figuring out how it works and who's piloting the ship when when we're I think we're starting to realize now that we're not going to solve that and the best way to sort of research uh, this phenomenon is to talk to the witnesses and and just see what they experienced to try and understand their interpretation of their experience in their contact or their or their sighting because I, I think we're starting to realize more and more that you know the observer is is a participatory uh, interaction with this thing. So if me and Michael and Riley all see, you know, uh, something land and something come out with a s green space suit, I think, you know, we're all going to interpret it in a different way. And so, yeah. I mean, you cannot look at the data and say, 
uh, oh, well, it's, it's one thing. It's like, no, we are playing a part in this manifestation of what people are experiencing all over the globe. And that's what, I think that's what makes it fascinating and interesting is that, you know, we, we are a part of this dance, what, you know, whether it's Bigfoot, aliens, uh, ghosts, you know, we are part of what is taking place. Yeah. And I think you, you, you hit on something there that I like, we don't know necessarily what it is. All four of our interpretations of something could be totally different at the same time, but it is weird to me. And this is just, I'll, I'll, throw us all the way back to like intro to uh, uh, paranormal stuff. But it is weird that there's so many parallels among stories, right? Where yes. it's like, yep. yeah. it's like uh, some, maybe one person heard saucer green men and like ran with it or a bunch of different people did kind of see approximations of something similar. Like when yep. people talk about uh, the sleep paralysis demon that sits on their chest, it's like, at some point, we have to discuss why multiple people feel this. And right. maybe it's all the power of suggestion. Maybe yeah. it, the brain is crazier than even the solar system. So who knows? Maybe what's all shared hallucinations or shared whatever or implantation of thoughts. like, Or it's technology we don't even wrap our heads around yet that's going to let them appear how they ever want or whatever. You know? 100%, whether it's psychedelic, shamanism, mystical experiences, you know, even ghosts and aliens and, and, and cryptids, when you start to like hear some of these stories, you, and, and I think this is what Michael and Riley and I always like, is like these these strange details that people love to ignore. Like, oh, oh, and I forgot to mention it puked out Captain Crunch. You're like, wait, what? It did what? <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. What the fuck does that mean? You know, most people, if it doesn't fit in their little box of what they think ufology is or, or uh, cryptozoology is, then they don't want to talk about it, but these are the details we're obsessed with. Yeah, and Bryce is even, you're referring to people who will listen to these stories in the first place, you know, and I think most people discount <laughs> right. this stuff, you know, outright, and I, if there is one sort of, like, faux noble cause that we try to have on the podcast, which is, it's, it's destigmatizing this stuff, is sort mm. of like, hey, I had a really weird fucking thing happen to me that I couldn't explain that... Yep. If my dogs had not also seen it and reacted to it, I would have questioned my sanity in that moment. And I'm like, all right, if I can get out there and tell my story as ridiculous as it sounds, and as much as like I'm going to sound like a crazy person, yep. then it's going to allow other people to come forward and be like, hey, you know what? That actually kind of happened to me too, and I'm glad you said something because I didn't want to sound like a fucking idiot. You know, and that's that's what we find out is like, what is it, Bryce? What's the stat? Like, it's got to be ninety percent of encounters go unreported. You know, aren't talked about. We hear we get letters from people all the time. They're like, my grandma told me this story that I never heard about yeah. seeing a ghost of her father when she was sixteen, and it's just like. Because I think because of also religion, you know, there's certain yeah. families that just like will not talk about this stuff because it doesn't fit into or it's seen as something evil. Um, yeah. But people experience weird shit and 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 that we're only going to learn more about it if we talk about it. That was the big surprise, too. I mean, in four years of doing this podcast, I was like, we're going to try and get, you know, uh, celebrities' personal paranormal stories. How many times are they just going to be like, well, I have nothing ever happened to me, but fucking everybody seems to be touched by this paranormal phenomenon. And if it's not them, it's someone close that they know. So it's like yeah. cancer in a way. It's like, you know, nobody is not affected by the paranormal. And that was a huge surprise to me. Even, even if like 
we're not even getting to the binary of true or untrue. Whatever, like just hearing out these people to hear out, like, uh, what if, like, it, oh, that could ease. Anytime anyone just has an easy explanation, like that could be that. <sighs> it's like, okay, well then let's hear a hundred more times and confirm that that it is that that it's a shared psychosis that. Often oh when people are in the presence of this chemical blend, it yeah. creates some sort of thing in the brain where the smell is a sensation that makes you experience a hallucination similar to that of being abducted or whatever. Maybe yeah. it is that, <laughs> but let's talk to a thousand people and see how many people have that in common. Because that's how well, I, f I wish I'm sorry to jump on you, but and you guys might have an answer to this. Is there like a, like a s seminal research where someone's like, I talked to, you know, I kept a log of interviewing a thousand people that said that they were abducted and like, here are all parallels. Here are all similarities. I have all the, that's what I think the, that world needs is someone who, like a non, cause even the people who really buy into it, I was saying this earlier on another podcast that hippies were so right about how we were supposed to live our lives and we told them to get the fuck out of here because <laughs> they liked weird music, dressed weird and smelled weird. They were right about how society Fuck. should be look totally. out for each other free love environment recycle fucking carpool bicycles yeah. all this and we were like get the fuck out of here and i'm worried that the same thing's gonna happen to like the ufo community because it's like oh this guy with a fucking belt belt length beard and shit is gonna talk to me about it. no get out of here oh this yokel from uh this cow farm is gonna get out of here but we need to hear from everyone to fucking figure this shit out yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, so many of these camps do not share their data. And I think that's been a big problem. But there's there's a few researchers uh, who are starting to put together all the pieces. I, I love this author's uh, work. His name is Joshua Kutchin. He's exploring, you know, how fairies are related to UFOs and and Bigfoot and uh, and old mythologies of the past. It, not just when, when I say that word, it's tainted mythology. People think, oh, make believe. But no. This stuff has a physical and very real presence. Uh, it, it probably the most famous U ufologist is a guy named Jacques Vallée, and and we did his uh, seminal work, Passport to Magonia, on our Patreon. And in the back half of this book is just an account log of 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 sort of UFO contactee experiences, and it ranges in the thousands. And I, you're just taken away at just like how many you know, reports there really are. People usually think, oh, maybe one or two people have been abducted or experienced something strange, but wrong. I mean, the number is in the tens of thousands. And when you compare those case by case, they're all so fucking weird. Yeah. So weird that it could not be explained so by some- So weird in what they have in common too. So weird, yes. And sometimes the outlying details, you're like, this cannot be an extraterrestrial flying in a tin can from planet Zeta Reticuli. Something stranger is taking place here. Oh, that's why. Yeah, there's, there's also a guy named John Mack, John E., middle initial E, Mac, who in the 80s and 90s was really studying a lot of the alien abduction cases that were coming forward. And he was sort of drawing the line. And he sort of remained, I think he did a really good job of remaining objective and coming at it from a place of like, kind of what you're talking about, Gabriel, where it's like, all right, why are people having these experiences? What What is this? It probably is something with the brain or some some type of waking dream or hallucina hallucination. And by the end of his studies, he was like, all right, something is interacting with people here. Yep. Right. We don't know if it's fucking aliens from another planet, but some intelligence seems to be crossing over from somewhere and interacting with, with the Human, right. with the human species and it seems to be something that has gone on 
for as long as people have been around. And he was a tenured Harvard psychologist, mm-hmm. the head of, head of the psychiatry department, and his peers tried to nail him to the cross for that research. Uh, fortunately, uh, you know, he was able to continue his work, and it really stands as sort of uh, the seminal work of a scholared individual who took on something as wild as the abduction phenomena. And, uh, and yeah, his work stands, and, you know, people love to, like, point fingers at, like, you know, what are you doing studying something so stupid? But he's like, hey, isn't that the fucking role of science? There's a mystery here. Let's let's take an objective look at it instead of being a skeptical empiricist and just being like, nah, it didn't happen, you know? But yeah, I, I'm saying you could be a skepti- skeptical and go into this case and 100%. you can say like, well, maybe we're at least studying the phenomenon and why people insist on lying about being abducted. Like, I mean, that's maybe, the thing. If, that's, if that is what you think, or if it's like everyone is copying someone, then let's study why they're doing that. If, if that's what you think, like 100%. There's, got, there's a thousand always, people who said they're being abducted, abducted. Are they all liars? And if so, that's a scientific phenomenon. And that's just as fascinating. I said the same thing about Bigfoot. Whether this thing is real or not, thousands of people are seeing something, and that's just as fascinating as an actual unconfirmed North American wood ape. They're both fascinating, so let's take a – let's get our scientists on board and take an objective look at it, you know? I think and, – and science is, is – is, is it's really receiving a backlash today. People, people are looking at science like fake and, and like we don't believe that shit and, and, you know, and they're getting their just desserts because, you know <laughs> – This is one of Bryce's anti-science well, rants. It's not anti-science. I'm very <laughs> science. But for so long, they have sort of created an ideology of their own saying we know how things work. We don't want to take a look at stupid stuff like ghosts and, and big Psychedelics. And, yeah. And psychedelics. Studying TH. Uh, I'm not, just to be uh, uh, totally Gabrus on high and mighty. Refuse yes, to study course. the effects of THC. Refuse right. to study the effects of psychedelics and right. uh, psilocybin mushrooms and all that because they, it's illegal or yeah. frowned upon. Meanwhile, you know, we're like, there's so much shit we don't understand. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on this, Bryce. I think science is. Let me let me roll three points into one here. Uh, I think. I used to think that aliens, like proof of aliens or proof of something in the paranormal crypto world could bring us together as people, as a society. But I'm, I'm worried it can't. Like if a, if a pandemic where we're, all you have to do is put cloth on your face should be like how we pre- – like I feel like if aliens came now, one percenters would be like siding with them in some way to like get money off the backs of minorities and POCs. And like <laughs> we're investing in alien te- I've got the biggest aliens giving me the best technology. We're going to be using it to kill people in the Middle East. You know, I feel like that's my biggest fear now is that aliens would be immediately politicized, weaponized oh. and in uh Monetized and not oh, see, even. I just sounded like fucking Don King or something. <laughs> <laughs> Politicized, <laughs> weaponized, and monetized. Yeah, but like if you think we have problems with racism now, wait till we introduce an uh, alien <laughs> fucking species. <laughs> think about the Blonde-haired, fucking blue-eyed Nordics. Yeah, yeah we like, have a problem. Think about like that shit because then you know it's just going to be Fox News being like they're evil, they're here to kill us. And, yeah. you know, it, it, then people are just going to be freaked out that, like, people won't be able to fucking handle any of this shit. And then let alone the fact that, like, 
the government can't protect us against them. That's like the 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 first role of government is to protect the uh, citizens from a fear from from invasion or a pandemic. And uh, you know, yeah, if, whether if, it's if, on it, a molecular level or a yeah. uh, intergalactic level. Yeah, and 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 as we're seeing, it's like if, if if a fucking mothership flies over the Empire State's building like it does in in Independence Day, and people go, uh, "What are you going to do to protect us from this thing?" And the government they're going to say, well, we can't. I mean, what are they going to say? They can't. <laughs> and then suddenly they're irrelevant, right? Then the whole structure starts to fall apart. Our yeah. whole pair. It's a completely, I, you know, people always talk about like, oh, it'll blow. People will be scared about, you know, the, the religious aspect and they won't be able to handle that. It's just, the whole thing is just, it completely shatters our para- paradigm, you know? Well, it's a, yeah, house, it it's a totally, house of cards, you know? It goes path ethnocentrism to pl- planetary centrism whatever you want to call it where all of a sudden it's like you thought you were special being a one percenter here in america and you find out zoom out zoom out zoom out we are shit on the heel of a wildly advanced race from fucking galaxies abroad and now we're seeing how people react to being told like hey all we need to do is a little bit of this and everything could be better god help us if aliens come people I used to be confused by the people on the roof of the building in uh, Independence Day. I'm like, well, I'd say, take me now. Beam me up. What are you fucking crazy? But now, I anything's possible. The American people can react in almost any fucking way, I believe now. Yeah, I mean. I, I we, can't bet on it. I cannot bet on the, how they might the, react. There's a subsection of the internet that's like trying to pull us back to the idea that the earth is flat and we're the center of the entire universe. So like, it's insane. Things, ins- everything's fucking insane right now. We are living in the most insane time where, uh, in, in occult thinking, uh, we are living right now in a type of apocalypse where the material world, which is the one that, you know, the world we live in, uh, is blending with the spiritual world or the imaginary world. And that's kind of happening in front of our eyes right now. And yeah. we are all collectively sort of saying everything's real and nothing is real at the same mm. time. Facts mm. don't fucking matter anymore. Anytime someone's presented with a fact, they can shout fake news or they can say that's made up bullshit. Shit. Or we're getting, where do you we're hear getting, that? And like yeah. sources, I, they're famously liars. Well, it goes, bo- goes both ways for both for both yeah. meaning the two parties, but it goes an infinite ways. Really, yeah. And we're but, yeah. we're years, if not months, away from deep fake technology becoming a very yeah. very real thing where. We'll just be able to make up videos of people saying shit or doing stuff or committing murders. Like, we won't be able to rely on any of that stuff anymore. You know, we're not, technology is going to become more unreal than it is real. It's going, it's creating alternative universes that we're experiencing right now. So, we are sort of living in this weird, uh, sort of big uh, magical with a K, like a weird ritual right now where reality is ceasing to exist right before our very eyes. Well, something something you're saying that makes me, and on a smaller, like in just using the media as like an allegory here, like you go on any like streaming site, let's just use YouTube as an example. And it's like, here's an image of a soccer game. Here's an image of uh, the Bigfoot Collector's Patreon podcast. Like here's an image of this. Here- they all have equal credence on this page. And to the viewer, one of them could be um, Tom Brokaw, a nightly address, and the other person could be like John Gabris screaming from his apartment on Zoom. And they arguably have equal weight in that moment right. to a non-discerning. So like news, Fox News looks like TV. It looks like regular yeah. news. News looks like news. Or uh, 
crazy viral videos look like real viral. Vi you know what I mean? Like someone just says this. How frequently have we fallen for like this video is actually from two years ago and those are Bolivian cops. Totally. Being, yeah. like, and you're like, I feel like a fucking idiot. And that's like the smallest scale. <laughs> and you're all beholden to those algorithms created by those tech companies. I mean, they determine the ebb and flow of what you're going to see and what you think is true. So and they argue know, like by that they design what everyone sees and then yeah. they design in hand. That, that means they're designing what's popular and yeah. then what's popular drives culture. And so arguably there's a fucking program pushing culture in a certain direction. Yeah. And if I had to guess based on the last five years anecdotally, the program is not benevolent. No, I mean, and listen, a, lo a, lo a, lot of these, a lot of these tech engineers are whistleblowing and coming out and saying, we've created a monster, you know, and in, a, in a time when we're supposed to be living in the age of information. I mean, I have access to anything I could think of on the internet, but what it, what it has become is an age of disinformation. And so people's heads are spinning and, and they're emboldened by this, you know, no closed loop of what they're hearing so you, what you think you, everything you see is what you think is true and, and that goes for me Michael and Riley and we all we're all just in our own little bubbles going my information is correct and I think it's so important for people to you know kind of take a look at what other people are saying I know that's hard to do like um, you know, l listen to what that guy's saying. Listen to what that guy's saying. You know, follow accounts you hate. Listen, you know, uh, you know, follow accounts of people you can't stand just to see where it's all coming from. Uh, and hopefully, you know, you can make a, a determined sort of outlook on your own of what's something somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And beyond, beyond that too, I think you have to not take a passive experience with your media. Like you can't just scroll. You can't just click recommended videos like because the algorithm is not designed to give you information. It's designed to keep you engaged and keep you watching. So it can serve you more ads. So you need to take an active role in the information you're consuming rather than just let it be presented to you and just sort of passively absorb it because that stuff does get into your head. Even if you're just scrolling by, like it, everything stays in there rattling around, you know? So you yeah. have to, with that along what you're saying too, uh bryce like even people who agree with each other the way we talk about stuff like uh, me and my friends and this again it's all anecdotal but i feel like it's indicative of a certain culture of people that are like uh did you see what's happening with the postal service it's like yeah did you see and then <laughs> from that's it that's all we say it's right, like yeah it's right. fucking awful it's like did you see what happened with the uh vet bill it's like oh god yeah it's yeah. awful did you see what happened with the LAPD canine union? Oh yeah, right. it's so fucked up. Right. Did you see what's going on? And and we're just <laughs> list, and we're not like engaging on like what each one of these means, what actionable items, what steps we might take. Yeah. We're just getting together and talking about. And maybe it is some mass like therapy session where we all just need to go. Like, isn't this fucked up? Yes. Okay. Good. You agree with me. You're well. Yeah. I feel. Thank crazy. God I'm not crazy. It's yeah. everyone else. Yeah, oh. where, or at least like, <laughs> am I wrong to be empathetic about this? Like, and it's this weird empathy burnout where you're like, I don't even know what to care. <laughs> like, and it's like, and that's just that the algorithm wins. And the algorithm yeah. being this vague fucking like pseudo. If I were to make a evil corporation like Spectre or something in comics now, I would call them the algorithm. <laughs> I, I, I like empathy I work burnout. with the algorithm. <laughs> empathy, bur empathy burnout is some yeah. real shit where you're I'm like... I'm done, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I can't. I'm tapped out. I'm still trying to fucking stop horse races from happening. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like so Everyone funny. gets locked up in some weird-ass like weird movement or charity. It's like... 
Yeah, I think like it's so funny to think as as you were talking about that, Gabriel. So I was picturing like, yeah. Although I do think it is sort of progress that our generation is at least sharing their feelings. Because can you imagine like our grandfathers talking about? anything like post World War II about the horrendous shit they saw you know what I mean just like nobody I feel like nobody walked around they're like oh this Korean War it's really bad huh <laughs> like no one I don't know like I definitely at least we're in the in the home that I grew up in it was clear that like people did not talk about what was really hurting them in their lives or what they were really afraid of because yeah. you were just I, taught like dude I was you gonna just gotta, say I never gotta, heard my Never heard my dad say the words scary or afraid or scared in my <laughs> no, whole no, life. And it's like, about anything. And no, I thought that was cool agitated. when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was cool when I was younger. Now as an adult man, I'm like, what the fuck was going on? And I mean, uh, now yeah. I understand. Helps me understand alcoholism and shit. But yeah. I was like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because everyone just self-medicated with alcohol, with booze. You know, and it's. It's just that idea of like, you have to be like, feelings are bad, emotions are bad. So you have to like not talk about this stuff. You just, and I do like that there is sort of a like, get on with your life, move on with it, like just deal with it sort of thing that we could probably use a little bit of in our generation. Just like, like gumption, just like, all right, like split the difference. Yeah, split split the the difference difference a little bit. Save the whales and uh, shut your fucking mouth and do your work. Yeah, or like if you're going to save the whales, go out and do the work to fucking save the whales. There it is. You know what I mean? Like, all right, go, go. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and (laughs) save the fucking whales. Right, right, right. Right, (laughs) Just go to every time you're at the coffee shop, turn to someone and go, do you hear about these whales? Right. (laughs) Because I think that's really what like we're experiencing this sort of like internet juggernaut of just like, uh, endless unleashment of like bad news and fucked up shit is it does make you go I can't what up and then I'm just crying and playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and like throwing Molotov cocktails at Klansmen because I can't (laughs) like that's the only place I feel like I have control you gotta play Far Cry 5 it's all white supremacy bad guys it's (laughs) all like it's really fun <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's all wild, and of course, like we do a podcast where, like, who knows what the fuck is true and what's not true, you know? So we, we sort of fall back on just like, well, let's 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 at least we at least enjoy the stories. So let's let's enjoy the stories, right? Because like, it, it's impossible to discern today whether or not a like alien a UFO video or a Bigfoot video is is real. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and also the government is sort of incentivized to like they're like. For a lot of my alien head friends, uh, they'll be talking about how, like, shit's coming out and more shit is to come. And I'm like, the only issue I have is that the government is incentivized for us to be distracted by this right now. Like, mm. it all, if they, it just feels motivated, but that doesn't mean it's untrue and it doesn't mean, uh, or it doesn't mean there's portions of it that are true or that it's just the iceberg. There's so many possible answers, but I'm, everything that the government says now is like tainted by, Every time we learn something more about the government, we're like, you got to be fucking kidding me. The Panama Papers, you got to be fucking kidding me. This, you got to be fucking kidding me. We did this. And so now when it's like the aliens, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm sorry, government, but <laughs> yeah. you're going to have yeah. to get my trust back. Totally. Yeah. I mean, once yeah. that's broken, it would just this goes back to exactly, I think, what we were talking about science. That trust in science has been, been broken because they're not tackling... Uh, these bigger issues of like uh, people's experiences of spirit and soul and and magic and actual um, the stuff that they don't want to talk about and the, and the government's the same way they've they've sort of 
Now they're dealing with it. They've, they've broken our trust one too many times, and that's going to be hard to get back. And I it, think it's the, the same goes for science, you know? It was, yeah, it was real fascinating. This summer, we finally sat down and like did a real deep dive on the Roswell crash. And one of the fascinating things about that whole story, uh, and there does something... Uh, that was not a weather balloon crashed for sure. Whether it was 100%. whether it was a, a a spacecraft from another planet or some real early top secret astronaut program shit that the that, that from the, any the, the, number of countries, yeah, and, or yeah. or even the U.S. military was doing on the heels of World War II and during atomic testing. You know, I think it's I think it's possible they tried strapping a rocket on the back of a nuke and then it th- shit, shit goes bad. You know, whatever. But um. The thing that was really fascinating about that is is because World War II had just happened and U.S. was on top, there was this huge trust in the military. Uh, so when the when they when they first released the story that they had found a flying saucer, everyone was like, "Fuck, they found a flying saucer! This is huge!" Right. And right. then the next day, they're like, "Sorry, check." Uh, bad mistake. It was a weather balloon. Uh, and, then, well, and then we turned the lights on. Yeah, yeah, it turns <laughs> we out, yeah. we jumped a gun when we made that announcement yeah, yeah, yeah. last night. We <laughs> actually looked at it. We should have uh, waited till daytime. But 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 it, but then everyone was like, okay, cool. If they say it's a weather balloon, then it, that's what it was because trust was so high. And now we live. Obviously, you know, we're still living in this post Vietnam, post Watergate world where, like, you know no one trusts the government anymore and all this stuff is this ufo stuff disinformation or is it something that they're actually trying to uncover and learn i think it's a generational thing too i just think that every every generation grows up and they go hey what is up with ufos i want to know i'm a congressman i want to find out about this stuff right and so we see there's sort of a cyclical nature with all of this i mean you the in the 90s there was a huge flap of like ufo stuff's coming out we're gonna get to the truth like and of course there were hucksters that jumped in on that and they're like this alien autopsy video is real and it's not you know well, and, you know, for all your alien head head listeners out there, too, one thing to think about is the idea that the government knows what's going on, knows who the actors are, and by actors I mean aliens, what their intentions are and where <laughs> they come from, is ridiculous. I mean, they're, you know... They don't. They know just as much as some of the most famed ufologist researchers of the past, which is not much. You know what I mean? A, a pretty much a good barometer read is anybody who says they know what's going on is full of shit because right. this thing is out of the realm of understanding. And that goes for the government, too. All that we've learned is they're spending taxpayer dollar to study it. They don't know what it is, but they're interested in hell in it, you know, because it's invading our airspace with impunity. So obviously they're going to want to look at that. Now, does that mean they know what it is and where it comes from? Not at all. And yeah. and if you start to go down that path, I think you're headed in the wrong direction. I think I, based on what you were just saying before, Michael, it made me think of both are equally true that the U.S. government found a UFO, then realized we should probably say it's a weather balloon. Right, but that yes. is as possible as finding a weather balloon, thinking it's an uh, think it's an alien yep. craft, and having to recover and go, ah, we were wrong, sorry, it was a weather balloon. Well, so that's just so crazy. If both okay. things are like, well, but the the one problem yes. with the second part of that theory is. That uh, I have two, so we'll, I want to address both of these things. So the problem with the second part is like these guys knew what a mil- they knew what weather balloons looked like. Right. Ranchers, ranchers that lived near the Roswell base knew what they looked like because they fell on their fucking land all the time. That's right. So it would be impossible for them to go, to confuse one for the other. Now, 
to your first point, I think is really is also another fascinating thing that we learned doing Roswell, which was there was no precedent for this sort of thing. So at first, the base commanders like sent out a press release. We found yeah. a UFO, <laughs> right? And now and, they're like, and 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 his the uh, uh, Lieutenant Hout who sent out the press release was just following orders. Was like, okay, if if Colonel Blanchard says to do this, and I'm doing it because I take orders because it's the military. All right, this is exciting. Hey, everybody, we found a flying saucer. And then there was the commanding officer over Blanchard's head that went, no, what the fuck are you doing? And they started hearing back from Washington being like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, because if we've got something here, we're going to want to turn it into a weapon, and we don't want the Russians to know what what we've got. And maybe it's Russian. It's an advantage. Yeah, all I was getting at is that one of those uh, breaks what we know about reality and is right. as possible as the other. Totally. Like, yes, that's yes. all I meant. It was like, just based on like their word, it's like both are equally. So if, if you want us to expect to believe the thing that the story you're selling, that means the other story is believable too. And right. then like therein lies that weird. What is like, well, and I'm so tired of the argument. Cause like there's a lot of bad actors uh, and by act. And I don't, I don't mean aliens or actors in this case. I mean, people who are, <laughs> Or bad alien act actors. In bad fa- bad, there's very bad alien actors. <laughs> <laughs> Alienation on Fox? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's bad people acting in bad faith who are purposefully defra- misinforming or benefiting from information, like, or doing it for kicks or for clout, yeah. whatever. There's so many motivations behind it that it muddies all these very exciting, very interesting waters. 100%. And- I, I think we have to be okay with paradox. What you were saying is so spot on. This is true, and that is also true. And, you know, I can be very science-minded and go, yes, fucking yes, let's get down to the uh, scientific fact of this. But that doesn't mean I can't believe in, in the spirit. You know what I mean? Both can be true. There's just so much unexplained, and, and this is like such a umbrella kind of cop-out loophole thing, but there's just so much not fully understood about the human brain that like our ability to since almost all of these stories and worlds require human narrators or human protagonists or human observers, like so much shit is possible in, and there's no way eight people had like a shared hallucination at Roswell. Like that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying like, if you hear about how alien abductions work, there's a chance you can have like, I've done some drugs that have made me feel like what is real and what's not real. hundred percent. What's the pain capable of if, and I'm sorry, just to keep going, Riley, but, I mean, on both sides of this of like, uh, to make you feel like, was that real that happened to me after you've actually been abducted or whatever, the power of the, uh, using the human mind against you or the human mind working against you to make you feel that you've seen all this shit that you have it. Like there's, it's just both streets are equally kind of, I mean, there's evidence, there's tons of evidence to every side there, which is again, gets us into muddy water. We don't even know why we dream. We don't know what the mind is. We don't, and and we certainly have no idea what consciousness is and where it comes from. And, and, And yet we're, and we're toying around with like, you know, trying to, uh, you know, handle handle nuclear weapons and and get everybody on the same page about where we want to go with this planet like you know it's like we're fucked we're, we you know we, we you know so many so many people have said you know we've disconnected ourselves from nature and 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 from spirit and i think we've evolved so far leaps and bounds technologically but you know what hasn't evolved is us as humans you know um and and so i think that we're at an impasse there you know something's got to break
Yeah, we're all inside cooking right now, but oh, I tell you what, it is a nice treat to order delivery. You know, whether you want Chinese, pizza, froyo, whatever, there's something for everyone on DoorDash. It's an easy way to support restaurants in your community. Uh, it's an app that brings you your food you're craving right now to your door. Ordering is easy. You open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be safely left outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off setting. 300,000 partners in U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, man, I wonder how big their DoorDash meant. I got to take a look. That's a lot of different items to choose from. Uh, and DoorDash deliveries are contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. So listen. For a limited time, listeners of High and Mighty can get 25% off and zero delivery on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code MIGHTY. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code MIGHTY. Don't forget that code MIGHTY for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. I, I'm reading that book, uh, Sapiens, that's sort of like pop yeah, sci-fi yeah. about like the history of uh, uh, culture or societies. And it like uh, it posits that like once you get over a hundred people or a thousand people, like you have to create systems like religion or law or some shared, you know, like cult theses or, you know, the rules of UCB or whatever. You need to like mm. lay out <laughs> some stuff like that because it's too much for people to handle that many interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Now yeah. just like blow that up with like how much information we're receiving, how many, you know, 50,000 Twitter followers, how many different people's information yeah. you consume when you look down. Well, something. and now we see people forming their own villages online. You know what right. I mean? It's, it's sort of going, it's reverting in a way. So it's like, okay, all the flat earthers, you guys get together over here. All you fucking white yeah. nationalists, you get together over here. Hey, everyone who just loves my little ponies, you guys get, <laughs> a, get together here. I'm a fucking nerd. I, I love comic books. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I love fucking star Wars. Like there's, there's people who are just there for star, you know? So it's like these other villages are now popular popping up and then and then everyone's getting tribal over that as well well it's like a weird throwback to early uh civilization it's exactly. like you guys are on the other side of the mountain we don't understand anything you're doing over there go worship your my little pony god the idea by the <laughs> way i in my head michael i had like all right so if people who are really into my little pony you guys are over here people who are too into my little pony that's a little upsetting you guys go over here even further away from the people who just you like guys, it as you guys set toys up down river <laughs> yeah. just down river you guys keep heading all yeah. right yep a little further and here's a, good. here's a boat just keep going you'll find it that's definitely two different camps and yeah. you know like going off of what you were saying Gabrus is is you know Jacques Vallée who, who was a, an astrophysicist and a, one of the most respected ufologists thought that this phenomenon is used as a control system and that means religions worldwide you know they all talk about the same thing this being of light that came down from the heavens and interacted with the people and started societal change and and, you know, and we all think that, you know, it's not so much what the event was, but how how people um, interpreted it and, and the ramifications that it had afterward. Religions were created. Wars were started, you know, and 
So I think the idea of like, you know, whatever this is toying with us, poking us, prodding us is, is, is manipulating us somehow and, and, and not in a totally benevolent way. I mean, you know, it, it seems to be moving us, I'm talking about the phenomenon, in these directions of like, you know, being separate from each other and, and, having, and having separate gods and religions, Allah over here and Christ over here and, and whatever else you got over there. And, and let's see how they interact with each other and let's see. But meanwhile, we could be all talking about the same fucking thing, only, you know, interpreting. I mean, some of, the core, some of the core principles are all pretty similar in that it's like there's only one person to trust. And one of the main things he said were live by these rules, please. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and these rules are pretty similar to our government's rules, which we eventually will have. But this is what God, you know, God specifically said, hey. No coveting each other's property, okay? Right. That feels like weird because I don't know if property was around when God was like. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, and like uh, everyone's holidays are around uh, the same time in the year when they predate the calendar, and you're like, yep. oh, it's all must- based on seasonal shifts. It's yeah, it's all the longest it night. It's, of the, it's just, the longest night of the year. It's yeah, the, <laughs> the darkest night of the year. We 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 decorate with pretty lights to keep us uh, happy and have a big meal because winters. The worst part of winter is still around the corner, and then and the God summertime, expa- and explains yeah, and the then, bad things away. Uh, right, right. And God's angry. That's why, not because sometimes you don't have food, man. It sucks. Life is right. hard. Like, yeah. and also nighttime, just you know, uh, like our reptile brains remember. Oh, this is when predators can come out and can come get us. So we need to have a party to sort of keep the light alive. You know, this is why we decorate Christmas trees and light menorahs. It's because it's Mm. about to get dark. But don't worry, because God, the sun, will return. And on the opposite end of the (laughs) calendar year, you have the longest day of the year, which is midsummer, which was also a big pagan holiday, and supposedly the time of year where the spirit realm and the fairy realm and the material world were were the closest. You know, and that's when good spirits could come along and give you good things. Uh, So it's all like a harvest, which (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. it's all fucking, it's all baked in our 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 uh, our folklore and our brain, uh, you know, iconography. Like our what are the archetypes, you know, the youngians are archetypes. It's all baked into our dreams. It's all yeah. ancestral memory. It's all weird shit. But there does seem to be some type of intelligence that's trying to communicate with us in some way. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Riley, you've been very quiet. I want to ask you if I can, Gabrus. Yeah. You, you know, you listen to us talk this sh- shit all the time <laughs> on the on Bigfoot Collectors Club. Like what? <laughs> What is the story that you think you've heard? What story of high strangeness do you re- do you recall and think is like one of the weirdest ones? Or yeah, stuck with you for any reason in particular? Yeah. I don't know that it's like one particular story. It's and this kind of plays into like what we were talking about before. It's more the the scope of all the stories and how they start forming this larger story uh, that is this question of like how our mind interacts with this thing and and this idea that the paranormal is not little green men in, in spaceships that flew here. And, and, you know, maybe Sasquatch is a ghost. And it's just that, that idea that everything relates into this, this other sort of fabric. That's like a part of our reality. So it's not that there's like one specific story that like blows my mind. It's this idea that blows my mind of like, there's this other layer to our reality, which, you know, you, you can peek at through psychedelics and things like that. And also maybe through meditation, if you were, less lazy and didn't just eat mushrooms but (laughs) 
Shrooms, the easier meditation. <laughs> Shrooms. Meditation yeah. against your will. <laughs> yeah. Non-consensual meditation. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's the mind blower for me of like really starting to dig into this paranormal stuff beyond just like a pop culture kind of like cursory overview, but like really taking this deep dive into it is that there is just this layer to reality that's very much embedded in the hardware of our brains and we don't understand them. And that's like the greatest mystery really is like consciousness and like how, how is this meat computer me? Like that's so crazy. And how does this interact with all of you guys? And we can throw these thoughts around. And then there's this whole other layer of the paranormal that is undeniably there, but we can't define it. And that's, that's what's really interesting to me about Talking about this layer makes me think, like, going back to what we were talking about, like, every assorted perception from person to person, like, if the four of us saw one thing, we might all interact differently. Arguably, is that, like, the layer that we're talking about? Is this layer that it's just, like, uh, not everyone experienced the same thing when they went into the woods. Yeah. Yes. Everyone pulled something else different, and we can't, like, if like if we were all able to, now, here, forgive me while I get real trippy. If we were all able to close our eyes and draw our world around us or create our world around us, there'd be these fog of war, like grayish areas where it's like, well, 40 people have gone into this patch of, uh, you know, this triangle in the, in the middle of the uh, ocean. And, not everyone has the exact same story. Maybe all of us went to the top of the Empire State Building and we could all describe that and, and like paint by numbers in what that landscape looks like. But then when we start to describe what happens to the Bermuda Triangle or like, hey, have you ever been in like, as we all start to realize there's some fuzzy areas there, I feel like culturally it starts to be confusing for everybody. Like well, where, where it's not clear. It. That's, yeah. that's it. I mean, there's specific uh, accounts that are like that. There was this, um, there's this alien abduction called the Pascagoula incident where these two buddies were fishing uh, around seven o'clock at night. It was starting to get dark and they saw this fo- almost, you know, those Nerf footballs that had the, like the spiral one, the you know, vortex. Was, yeah. So this, this thing <laughs> looks I like that right away. That's a yes for yeah. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. I remember <laughs> what I have to do on a day to day basis, but I remember the fucking vortex with or right. without the whistle. I'm so glad that I, I knew to a- ask you that question, Gabrus. Uh, so, so they look up and they see like this giant Nerf shit vortex, vortex shaped craft. It's not giant, actually. It's probably about the size, a little bit larger than an SUV, hovering over the lake. It's it's glowing blue. It lands in front of them, and the these weird uh, robotic aliens come out of the of the ship, and they have they're described as being sort of wrinkly gray, about seven feet tall. Their legs are fused together. They have long, dangly arms, and then they have. What looks like lobster claws, yeah, a lot with claws, lobster claws, and then a long, like carrot nose and long carrot ears, all gray, ridiculous looking, yeah, you know. And and one of them, one of the guys, passes out almost instantly. They're both taken aboard the ship, and the one who's conscious remembers these things, putting him in front of this object that comes out of the wall that looks like the 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 security droid at, at, at the in at Jabba's palace from Return of the Jedi. It's just like an eye on an arm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Scan- Jabba no bada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scan- <laughs> scans him, and then he sort of passes out, and then they're returned uh, to the dock that they were sh- they were fishing on, and they freaked out. They both went to the police. The police didn't believe them, but 
had the the sheriff was like something's going on with these guys put a secret tape recorder in the room and left them alone and the two of them started talking about did you remember that door and the other guy was like i know i mean i get goosebumps when i'm telling the story the guy's like yeah that door came out of nowhere what happened and they're terrified they're fucking terrified they can't exactly remember the same things but they can cooperate a lot of the story and they're talking to to each other about it without knowing that they're being recorded um yeah one was a young guy 18 years old i believe his name was calvin parker and he it completely traumatized him for the rest of his life and he and he would go on to try and fill in those missing pieces of what exactly took place and later would say that he had more abduction experiences and they took on almost a religious christian quality and whether that was whatever this phenomena was coming back for him and repackaging itself to make it seem mm-hmm. less scary or if and it new. were his if it was his brain trying to deal with the trauma of the first abduction and trying to turn it into something that was a religious experience instead of a fucking nightmare where two fucking androids, you know, scan their bodies for no reason or for reasons that we don't understand. It's those kind of stories. Tuscagoosa or something? Pascagoula, Mississippi. Pascagoula. It's a a place in Mississippi. And this is what's so And these are just like two fishermen. They're just like down earth dudes. Two fishermen, two normal guys. This is what's so fascinating about this phenomenon is it seems to sort of, uh, you know, manipulate itself and and take on a, a transmogrification of, of something that we think we'll understand. Like it's so, whatever this intelligence or phenomenon is, is so out of the realm of our possibly understanding it that it's like, oh, John Gabrus will understand me if I if I go for a classic saucer shape. That's how I'm going to represent myself. No, they do him. the vortex. Come on, they would absolutely oh, do the nerve I, vortex. I'm going to do a vortex <laughs> nerf ball. He'll get that. Yeah. I'm open, but I'm Dad. Gonna, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, but never threw the ball to me before, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to come down an escalator like ladder and 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 put on a, a tight silver spacesuit. And and maybe represent myself as a as a reptilian or or a gray. So it's whatever this thing is. Is it changes? It morphs. It represents itself differently to the observer. And uh, and and what I think we're starting to think is this is all the same thing. This is all one thing that represents itself in a hundred different type of facsimile simulations. And uh, so it's fucking fascinating to just something is toying with us, and right. and quite nefariously so. You know, there's Would another. Say, oh, sorry. The Pascagoula sounds like the the most like because I I always pick my friends' brains for like. Tell me the incident you think would sell me on is this real? Like the the most, and of course, there's always going to be like areas of argument. But I'm like, what's the most airtight or watertight, or which one do you think is like this one? I've been trying to poke holes in, and like because yeah. this this Pascal Gula one sounds. I had never heard this one previously. Skinwalker Ranch is the one a lot of people tell me. You can look up that. Michael was talking about how the sheriff left the uh, camera on. You can look up that interrogation on the internet. Just tape audio. The audio. actual oh, audio wow. tape, yeah, you can and, and you cannot hear those two talk to each other about what they just experienced, and not go, you know, they're trying to pull something over our head. You know, uh, it, it's 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 crazy. <laughs> yeah, because it's wild. scary. These things are very scary. There's another great story that is one of my favorites about an elk hunter named Carl Higdon, who in Wyoming in 1974 was uh, trying to find a good sh- a good spot to hunt elk, and as he was 
tracking some elk. He sees one. He shot his gun and watched as the bullet slowed down and stopped. And the world kind of warped around him in sort of bullet time. Now, this is decades before Matrix ever came out. Yes. This is like a dude out in the middle of Wyoming. This is not a guy who was like into sci-fi magazines. And he felt a weird disturbance on his right, looks over, and this entity walks up to him who's got like, looks almost human. Do you remember the Sectors? The Sector toys from the 80s. All right, this is the reference where I lost Gabrus. But <laughs> yes, it's like hu- this humanoid with what looked almost like with bug antenna coming out of its forehead and had drill bits for hands, for one of his hands, uh, walks out and he can see behind him there's this sort of invisible, shim- like slightly invisible cube craft behind him this guy offers him two pills this is very matrix actually two pills out of a cellophane wrapper gives them to and the the elk hunter is like i don't know why i went along with any of this just something told me i should listen to this guy he takes these pills gets on into the craft and remembers looking over and seeing like I think two or three or four elk on the ship with him that are frozen, like they've been hit with the pause button, and right. he remembers just looking at them. They put they this guy puts him into sort of a a, a like seatbelt and and rocket seat, <laughs> a seatbelt, and he claims that they took off and went to uh, another planet of some kind. He doesn't yeah. know where they went. He remembers seeing another city. He lands with this guy. He remembers seeing another human there. That's like oh they got you too. And he remembers asking if he could take something back with him to to show that he went on this adventure. And they're like, no. Um, And he said that they, again, also, this is another story where he was scanned with an object that came out of the wall. He watched as the elders went, no, we don't want this one. And they sent him back to... <laughs> return him back. Yeah, they returned him to the to the woods. And he, oh, shit. they dropped him off. He When he came to, he was miles and miles away from his truck. And I think his truck had also been moved to a different location, as if the ship had moved the truck as well. Wow. So it's a crazy... Now, that one's a crazy story that's only him. There's no one to corroborate this. Uh, story, but it's one of those wild fucking stories that's unlike a lot of the creatures or spacecrafts you hear about traditionally, but has a lot of these similar elements of like, I didn't believe in any of this yeah. shit, and this thing happened to me. Right. Now, did that guy have a fucking stroke? I don't know. However, there was physical evidence that the truck had been... Um, I can't remember specifically, but there was physical evidence that the truck, when the cops, the sheriffs came out and got his truck, they it looked like it had been, because uh, there were tread marks, it looked like it had been lifted up and then over and moved someplace else. Wow. Like, that was the thing. I think I think where they found it, there were no wheel tracks going coming into up to it, come, oh. coming up to its parking spot. That's crazy. Now, the crazy, uh, crazy skeptic cynical in me says... Even if this dude just had a stroke and or some sort of aneurysm and dreamt all this, like you have, we have to talk to him. At, like at the time, you have to talk yeah. to him and find out what. Like if that's the case, because that does sound like something. Other, if a lot of people are having strokes where they we say need this, to, we need to know more about that, this. Exactly. Whether <laughs> yeah. the answer is like. Hey, it's a weird thing in the cerebellum that we we it's we get scanned by the eye yeah. of whatever you know. Like if that's a, if that's what it is, that's fine. Like that's cool and interesting to me too. Yeah. But enough people say the same shit. Eventually, you have to go like. But then 
the counter argument to that is these new tribes are popping up and how a group of people can believe in one thing. And then you're like, well, fuck not to conflate any of these things, but like all of a sudden it's like believing in aliens, the conspiracy. Then it's like, we never went to the moon. Then it's like, right. Uh, billionaires drink the blood of children. You're like, right, oh, no, right. no, 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 yeah, no, no. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, like, Absolutely. No, back up, back up. I never said any of that last, I, that last part of the shit. I yeah. think the I think the way to help pull yourself out of that is, is also by going like, Hey, every 20 years, the same conspiracy theories get recycled. I mean, in right. the 80s, the satanic, the satanic panic, panic was yeah. the same thing. And it was all about... As a young it, D&D kid, yep. I remember my parents didn't and, want me to play. And it was all about how daycares, now it's pizza parlors, or you know, or whatever, but it was all about how daycares were actually run by sa- satanic cults, and bad shit was... Ha- kids were getting sexually abused at their daycare by Satanists when mom and dad were at work. And really, you can kind of look at that and go, all right, well, what was happening around the 80s? Well, one of the big things was like... Uh, we kind of shifted from a, a, a one working parent household to two working parent households. So a lot of guilt came along with the fact that now kids had to go to daycare and then all these scary rumors the worst started thoughts possible. Yeah, yeah. Worst thoughts possible come up and then suddenly you have sort of a collective con- conspiracy theory pre-internet that this shit's going on. In fact, there's this whole story about it. That's really fucked up where there was one specific daycare that got shut down. These people were were arrested, and and later turned out there was nothing going on there. But they were cops were interrogating three year old kids who were telling them that okay, I, they flushed me down a toilet, and I went into the toilet room, and then these things happened to me. And conspiracy theorists like, no, they actually flushed that kid down the toilet. There was a oh, special man. toilet where they flushed them, and it's like, no, 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 this is a scared three year old that's trying to give police answers that they want, and now it's all coming back around again with the QAnon. Shit. It's just this is satanic panic repackaged in an, in another version, you know what and I mean? And it's weird how it, but all of them attack like working people from the angle of religion, which is such like a that's weird that this is like the fourth or fifth conspiracy that's like based in some sort of anti-religion bent or some like and choosing daycare and pedophile and all that stuff is you're picking the worst possible boogeyman yep. in my yeah, book too. Well, because you're also you're also nobody nobody wants bad things to happen to kids. Nobody. Right? It's the Trump card. Nobody. Not wrong so, choice of word now. But like yeah. it's like literally you just go like you're like you all right sorry you have to wear a mask in this Gelson's and someone's like pedophiles are stealing children. I'm here to hunt pedophiles and it's right. like just put a mask on. It's like so you're okay with pedophiles then it's right. like Fuck, right. you walk me into a corner here. I'm not going to be on camera saying right. I like pedophiles, but right. that's the shit that the and I'm obsessed with this currently because it is like the ultimate impenetrable defense of yeah. like, well, what are you pro pedophile then? Yeah, yeah. and that's like, why it's right. getting a right. that's why it's getting right. a lot of like grandparents and and moms because it's like they come at it with the save the children, and then once you go down that road, you're like, well, of course I want to save children. Let's save all the kids, of course. You know, is it? I'm sorry, I've never said this before on the pod, and I forgive me if this is like offensive in any way, but is it like some huge heightening of like uh, the uh, NIMBYism, black people moving into your neighborhood, gangs, like all this stuff that gets blown up are these things that are supposed to scare us, that are supposed to help us guide? It's hard not to, as like now a little more savvy political uh, uh, 
I think participate I think whatever, in politics, right? Whatever so. can sink its teeth in, you know what I mean. Right? Whatever yeah. has the vi- most vicious I, bite, that's what, what that's what people tend to latch on to. And, and in the I 80s, also think honestly, and uh, th- th- this is like even without me injecting my own personal political opinions, I think a lot of this too is mythology that has been created since Trump has come into office as to help justify your faith in Trump or your vote in Trump, where because he, he's stuck his foot in his mouth, he's done so many stupid things, that this is a mythology that allows people to go, well, actually, this is all an act, because what he's really doing is fighting pedophiles. And if you don't fucking get on board, then you hate kids. And you're pro-pedophile. And I I really think that's a lot of what's behind the QAnon stuff. Well, you'll allow him to be racist and allow him to be awful and allow him to mock people if, in the end, you, you can justify to yourself, like, well, it's at least he'll stop the pedophiles, you know what right, I mean? And like right. that's, I, you'll allow almost anything. You'll believe almost anything from someone like that. Right, and now even with pictures of him in, you know, uh, in photos with Epstein, they're like, well, he was actually spying on Epstein. He was he was spying on Epstein. Yeah. You know, but I think that the Epstein stuff has really obscured this whole, uh, conflated the narrative because it's also like, well, see, there are pedophile rings out there. And it's like, yes, of course. Yeah. It's and just I, not happening in a pizza parlor in yeah, Washington, I'm a crazy-ass liberal. I'll fucking... It, get Clinton interviewed. Get him, fucking him yeah. and Bill and yeah. Hillary. Get yeah. them. Sure. Absolutely. Let's talk flight logs with them. I'm cool sure. with that. But Trump yeah. too. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and Dershowitz and fucking Matt oh, Groening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, the, the list of people are on that list. I'm like, oh, geez, I've actually yeah. financially backed a lot of these people. Yeah. Accident. No, it's and that shit's real and that shit's fucked up and we should be learning about that. But I, I think the Q stuff is a blend of. Return of satanic panic, fear of change, fear of liberals, and then also justification for why you voted for Trump and yeah. why you why why it's okay to support support him. And the classic explanation when, pe- when people are telling you it's not, you know right. what I mean. The classic conspiracy explanation too is like, um, your life is the world is shit, but it's not your fault. Yes, it's not. Be, it's not because it's not anything we can do about it. It's because of, you know, nine uh, eleven clearly had to have like a million people plan it because there's no yes. way someone is just evil enough to just say let's do damage to the American uh, people in psyche. We I- cannot, as a species, I think, grapple with chaos. It right. is it's so, hard to process. We're all dealing with it right now. Whether wherever you fall on the political spectrum, we're all dealing with chaos right now. And sometimes just we're I and I think like the universe is sort of a chaotic place. That's what it is. And I don't really think there's anyone truly in charge. Even whatever this phenomenon is that's interacting with us, I don't think it's in control. I think it can interact with us, but I don't think there's any one big person in charge. I think most of the bullshit that's happening is very uh, apparent and easy, easy to see. It's usually right in front of our noses, but I don't think... You know, I, I just think people can't deal with why their lives suck or why they're sad. It, again, we, it's still today we're dealing with the stigma of sharing your feelings, of sharing your fears. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So I'm like, it's just you, easier to blame like a cabal of billionaires yeah, eating the, the, babies. The, the than algorithm. Be- than being the, like, the, the maybe I should villain. help my neighbor, you know, yeah, like rather yeah, than yeah. like, oh, my neighbor seems to be going through something rough. It's like, no, I here in this small town in this uh, random state must hunt the billionaire cabal pedophiles, not turn to my left and give food to the homeless person sitting outside, the unhoused person sitting outside the store. No, my cause is big. And it's like allows us to kind of 
put anything like that's not you know your kids like not your kid but uh, someone's kids is like dad get in the house and it's like no i have to hunt pedophiles it's like but you're supposed to help me with zoom school and it's like no i'm on the roof with my sniper rifle making sure no pedos come for you and it's like what is yeah. this dad is this a possibility i mean it's, we're dealing with like this this erosion of like a collective myth that we all agreed on you know like we, the american dream or whatever is not the same thing today than it was before and so these things like prop up like q or whatever to try to to try to believe in something like that. This is, this is just, and this is right. And this is, it's, it's fighting for things. And, you know, we're just going through a time as a society where our, our sort of myths that we all agree on, we don't all agree on anymore. And we're, and the sort of institutions that we really believe in, I mean, look at how much Trump is already trying to destabilize the election process. And it's like, we don't all agree and believe in this thing anymore. And so it splinters off into all these weird things of, well, I believe in this then, cause this is true and this is right. And it's just, it's oh, it's fucking scary, honestly. I believe yeah. in this because it backs up what I already said I believed in too. That's the hard right. part too. Is like, I, well, believe, I believe this because it backs my current worldview, which is like the scary thing. That's too. what it is. And, yeah, and it's yeah. a way for people to get together and hang out online. And you know what I mean. There's no reason that at a minimum it's, it's, there, it's there, friendship. It's yep. You know it. it there's a huge there's a huge reason why the QAnon stuff has even exp has exploded more during the pandemic. It's because people are at home and connecting with one another That's over true. their computers. It's a it's a it's a community. And and that's the other thing is like everyone is so fucking lonely everyone wants to be this is why we do the podcast we that's what i mean just about to say patreon is we, that it's patreon people are oh. like i want to be part of the uh action boys community i want to be part of the big yeah. collectors club community and it's like i'll pay to be in i want to hunt pedos uh, you know with my friends it's like fucking it's all the, it's weirdly it's the same kind of energy behind it with bad motivations yeah. but the same sort of need to feel to belong and to be part of something that's the only way we're going to get it back to is to recognize that as like at the root of it, we we have these similarities. Like we can make fun of these QAnon people, and honestly, it's fucking batshit crazy. But like it, the core of it is what you're talking about is that that desire for community, that desire for something that connects you to other people, and we need to figure out that common humanity between us or we're just going to keep drifting further and further apart you know well in the core of their principle it's not bad in nature i want to save kids we can right. yeah but you know that's that's not bad you know yeah. it's just it, a little misdirected there yeah, yeah kids also need school lunches and like yeah. Uh, yeah. opportunities for education and healthy air God. and stuff but the totally. stuff that we, but like we choose this weird boogeyman that allows us to not worry about all yeah. just like you know my mom was just always like don't go outside with wet hair you'll you know you'll you'll get pneumonia it's like that's so low. I'm like, I'm driving a car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm driving what is like the number one cause of death for most people. <laughs> like, I got a fucking 3,000 pound machine that I can yeah. kill people with. And you're like, right. don't make sure you dry your hair. It's don't like, go swim. <laughs> don't go swimming uh, uh, right after you've eaten lunch. Um, how about don't install a swimming pool, which is like right. the leading, uh, like one of the leading causes of death of children. That's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's drownings See, now, and swimming pools are like, now her, uh, now your mom just saying that might've uh, started the creation of a wet hair uh, amnesia monster. You know, words <laughs> right? have power. You never know. 
<laughs> yeah, words have power, dude. You you uh you just you uh encanted right. the, the 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 wet hair amnesia monster. Now we're all now gonna have this. the same dream tonight. Yeah, yeah. Be like, yeah, yeah. Hey, did you guys dream about that wet? I'm not trying to be weird, but I had that I, wet hair dream, bro. I, I don't want to bring more of this to life, but I'm really I, fucking freaking out, guys, man. I think I did, but I can't remember. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, dudes, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty. This was a fucking blast. This is like a, f- a favorite topic of mine that. I am not that informed on. So it's rare that I like something that I know so little about. But I think I'm got the time these days and I've been reading more and more uh, books and, and watching more and more docs. So I have a feeling we can, we can send you some good wrecks. Yeah. 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 We're, we're happy, happy to, uh, yeah, uh, I, to share anything with you. I wrote down passport to Magone and Pascagoula incident as yeah, the passport to, to Magonia, Jacques Vallée. And, yeah. and the, the reason why we love it is, is just, it's a, it's one of the greatest mysteries and it, and it's, and it's probably not going to be solved in any of our lifetimes, but, but we can all contribute, you know, we can, all contribute to trying to uh, hypothesize what's really taking place in this sort of uh, reality that we all think is is, is so three dimensional. You know, oh. there's 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 a lot we don't know. You got to read this. Prophecies. Yeah. This is fucking awesome. Mothman Prophecies is about uh, this classic. Uh, UFO investigator named John Keel, who in the 60s goes to Point Pleasant, West Virginia to investigate all these weird UFO sightings. And then like weird shit goes down while he's there. And it's 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 a little dated. It's sort of of its time. There's a lot of him describing m- different women's bodies in it. But <laughs> so you kind of have to look. Okay, past- you got me. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have man. to look look past that stuff. But it is. He really writes about this high strangeness topic like nobody else and really captures how weird some of this shit is. That's cool. Um, I, I definitely got to check that out, too. That's a great book. Yeah. Great book. And where can my listeners uh, check out um, Bigfoot Collectors Club and whatever else you guys have to going on, plug in. Go for Riley, it. Riley, why don't you tell the kids where they can find Bigfoot Collectors Club? Well, I mean, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts, whatever you're listening <laughs> this on right now you can also find bigfoot collectors club we also have a patreon that uh it's like the little core of our show where it's like it's a little it is that like we're talking about it's a little community and we're where we get a sort of deeper level of interaction and we do uh additional more experimental episodes and stuff um so you can find that uh at michael you're better patreon.com slash bigfoot collectors club and it's called bigfoot collectors club the other side so it's it's the parallel dimension to our our main show uh and of course ron uh follow us at bigfoot collectors club on instagram gabers recently did an episode this summer we had a blast if you like this then that was a wild one we had uh, we had some uh, we had a shared paranormal experience that's true (laughs) good Perfect. So if you want to check us out, start there. But we've had great people on. We've had like Paul Shear on recently talking about the Betty and Barney Hill uh, abductions. And we did this three-part Roswell series that we're really happy with. Um, in October, we're going to be doing a month long of scary stories and more horror-based yeah. stuff. Uh, so we're, we're trying we're trying new things with the show right now. So it's a really good time to, to come listen to us. I yeah, think. get on there. Cherry pick if you want guests or specific stories. But I highly recommend just diving in uh, whatever appears appeals to you and see if i'm a completionist so i'll listen i've listened to a couple episodes and i'm like well i'm gonna go fucking back to the beginning now. <laughs> oh nice Thanks, a completionist. Man. I, like that. I, I fucking uh, you know I, I like to learn about the aliens 
<laughs> yeah, and Bryce, you're working on a project right now that I think uh, listeners are going to of this. Oh yeah, will dig. dude, thanks for bringing that up. So I, uh, I, I've designed and been working on a game board. It's an adult tabletop game. Think of it like Pictionary meets Cards Against Humanity. It's called Dirty Picture Cover Up. You draw a dirty picture, cover it up, get judged, win. Uh, go to the website thedpcugame.com. Sign oh. up. It's going to be available this fall. It is a fucking absolute blast to play, and uh, it, it will bring out the juvenile teenager uh, I, deep within your this subconscious. This is in my listener's wheelhouse for sure. Yeah. This is my wheelhouse Perfect. specifically. I, I'll tell you what, um, we, Riley and I have no stake in this whatsoever, uh, but we played an early version with Bryce one night back before the pandemic, and I don't know if I have ever laughed harder than, <laughs> than playing that game. It was, I love that. It was truly uh, oh, that's a blast. Fun. So, Check that. What's the uh, w- website again, Bryce? TheDPCUGame.com. The Sign up. Uh, we'll let you know when the first units are being shipped out. You'll be uh, you'll be a hands-on for the first 500 units. So, early adopter, baby, get on there. Early adopter, master the game before your friends start pitching it at every fucking dinner party. That's right. That's <laughs> and, uh, right. Just because I want to plug all my boys here, Riley, why don't you tell people where they can find your music? Oh yeah, I play in a band called Spindrift. Uh, it's like hell psych- yeah, fuck Lacroix. <laughs> yeah, we have that. <laughs> We had that name first. All right. <laughs> okay. 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 And then all of a sudden, everyone started sending me photos of that fucking can. It's like, no! I know. It's gaining popularity every day. <laughs> SEO through the roof. And oh, I'd like yeah. to take this opportunity to apologize to the high and mighty brass band based out of New York City. I did the same thing to you guys. <laughs> We're there first, and I, I'm stealing your fucking search engines. Uh, but yeah, we, we have a record coming out. Uh, it's finally coming out. It got delayed because of the pandemic. It was supposed to be out ages ago, but uh, on Alternative Tentacles, which is uh, Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys label. And I, co- I co-produced the record with him, which was a dream. But so this is a new record that's coming out. There's a big back catalog. Um, so just look up some Indrift and uh, yeah, enjoy. It's great cool. music. Cool. Um, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on High and Mighty. This was a blast. I'll tag you all in the post so people know Please. where Thanks. to find yourself. Thank yeah. you, John. This was so much fun, Gamers, man. we got to have you back on the show. We'll bring you in for one of our L-Files episodes where we listen to readers' stories about their idea. own hell encounters. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I you love gotta, you have to come people. do one of those. I mean, addressing people's uh, <laughs> stories our, our, our audience enjoys getting roasted by the guests so that's fine yeah that's awesome um i'm at gabrus on all social media check out my other podcast action boys on patreon and the gino lombardo show on stitcher premium promo code gino gets you one free month and for listeners bye shitheads <laughs> see ya bye <laughs> That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. (laughs) Now... 
somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room here. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I'm dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.